0: Branding is the cornerstone of your business and now more than ever, humans want to buy from humans. So that means they want to get to know the person behind the business and that my friend is you, which is why Melissa J. Scott is my guest on the podcast today. She is quite literally a rock star. When she's not working with her clients inside her branding and marketing agency, you'll find Melissa singing in her band, lifting at the gym or walking her dog. Through Connection Marketing, Melissa is rocking the industry with what she does. Melissa teaches her clients how to tell the story behind the story, build authority, create trust and share social proof to build their personal brand and to connect authentically to their ideal clients and customers. Hello, I'm Donna Han, a business coach and an online course creator. And this is the She's in Business podcast. You can think of me as your business bestie, who's a few steps ahead of where you are right now. As a mum, fueled with ambition and determination, I've created and sold three businesses, I've learnt the lessons, made mistakes, and I understand the daily juggle and the hustle. I also know what it's like when relationships fray and burnout taps you on the shoulder. That was my world until I reshaped and transformed the way I ran my six-figure business. Today, I help women to transform their businesses and go from being the overwhelmed entrepreneur to becoming the thriving entrepreneur, feeling energized, empowered, and fulfilled within their business lifestyle. I want to inspire your business journey and help you to stop spinning your wheels because I want you to burn bright instead of burning out. And I'll invite other entrepreneurs to share their real life stories too, because I want you to know that you're not alone. You can be the savvy entrepreneur that you are born to be and enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. So if you're ready to rise to the next level and build a business by design, this is the She's in Business podcast for mums who are made for more. So welcome to another episode of the She's in Business podcast. I'm your host, Donahan, and today I'm joined by a rock star. <laughs> and that'll all make sense in just a moment. But Melissa J. Scott, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hello, hello. Lovely to be here with you.
0: <laughs> so Melissa, I would love for you to start by introducing yourself. Tell us about your business journey and a little bit about your rock star history.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny! I laugh every time I hear that. Anyway, but it'll all make sense as you say when I tell the story. So, I started out in business. I'm a lot older than you, Donna, but probably th- yeah, 25 years ago, I would have started out of my own business. Just kind of fell into it. I'm um, literally, I was a graphic designer working in a studio. My boss had lost a ton of clients. She'd seen a lot of potential in me and had let me actually develop my own client base. And I was so young; I was only like 25. And so sassy, I just went out there and got all my own clients because I just had so much self-belief. I didn't know that was a hard thing to do. So I just went out and did that. It was fantastic. It was back in the day before online. So I really learned how to hustle and do everything in the offline space, which was great. I literally just did it by cold calling. Like, I love that. I wish I had some of that tenacity now at 51 that I had at 25, like that whole tenacity just to pick up the phone and cold call, because that's still where the magic's at. But that's another story. Anyway, she lost a ton of clients and she turned to me and the other sales rep there and she said she didn't want to lose face with all of her clients by letting us go because she just had to cut overheads immediately. And She had other people that had worked with her longer, so her loyalty kicked in and she let them stay on, even though we were more valuable. So she got us to start, she was in a terrace, she got us to start just to keep working in her terrace downstairs and rent the rent the space off her, call ourselves a different name and work. look like we were working within her operation, but we weren't. We were actually working for ourselves. That's how my business started. So I was a graphic designer then. So I just literally fell into it. It was the most amazing opportunity. Then we moved into web design because obviously that came along. I had children. So I split up with my business partner at the time because he didn't back in the day when people weren't working from home, they weren't working online as much. He couldn't understand that I would want to do that, have my son in my care and work alternative hours. So it forced me into working just with myself. Again, the most amazing opportunity that happened to me. So I was probably around 28 when that happened. And I just sort of grew and grew and grew from there. I, As life would have it, my marriage failed. I had three young boys under 10, one with Asperger's, one with ODD, the other one with an anxiety disorder. So it was a very colourful life that I had trying to manage all of their special needs, managing my own business, supporting us as a family. I was supporting our family before that had happened anyway. So I've always just been in business working for myself. It wasn't even a conscious thing. It was just survival. And it was the best way to be able to do that, to meet the needs of my children and to support us and and create the income that I needed to survive and not be dependent on anybody else. So now I find myself at this age, my sons have grown up, they all still live with me. And I now am in a beautiful situation with all these years and years and years of knowledge and of helping so many businesses grow. That I've moved into this space of more marketing consulting because I see the value and the strength of businesses now in this online world, how they can brand their business around themselves and be the rock star of their business, whatever that means to them. So that's kind of how I've landed where I am right now. I still have the design agency and look after my existing clients, but I'm really moving into that space of teaching people how to create marketing strategies and action plans and create content that people actually can connect with and give a shit about that maybe is relevant to their industry coming from them from a pers- a personal point of view, a real heart-centered place, because that really, that floats my boat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Totally floats my boat too, because when I'm working with the ladies in the Ready to Rise program or I'm doing one-on-one coaching, it all starts from that place of heart-centered values and to build your business around that. So I love that your techniques in marketing and branding also wrap around from that as well. And the other thing that I love is that you as an independent woman were able to create the business of your dreams whilst also wrangling three boys, which I have two, and they're busy, like boys are busy. And by doing that, and that's another reason why I do what I do is because I want women to have the freedom of choice and opportunities to create the lifestyle that they would like to create and do the things that light them up each and every day. So I love that. I love that.
1: Absolutely. And my boys were really, wrangling is a great word. <laughs> that's a brilliant word. And they were gifted at sports and that's how they their self-worth came from sports. So I had to be available every afternoon from after school to get them to all their sports training. I can't tell you how many times I've sat in a car and done work from a laptop until 9 o'clock at night from, you know, 5 o'clock in the Arvo to 9 o'clock at night from various soccer fields and athletics tracks around Australia. You're like, you know, one of them got to a national level with his sport. And it's so important, I think, for women, because that's your audience who you're talking to, to be really empowered to be able to create those opportunities for their families. Because if you're working full-time and you've got your kid in daycare, you actually can't get them to those activities. The whole point of being in business and doing it well is to be able to support yourself, but also to be able to create those opportunities for your children.
0: Yeah. And to be present in the moments that mean the most, right? That freedom within your business. I love that. So marketing is totally your jam. And I just want to briefly touch on where we were talking about Rockstar. So also Melissa is a lead singer in a band, which I think is amazing. Tell us a little bit about how that happened for you, because I know it's something that you've recently kind of circled back to and re-embraced as part of you and your passion and what you
1: do. That's right. I grew up in regional New South Wales, a place called Tamora, and all I ever wanted to do was be a lead singer in a band. There's not many opportunities for you to do that when you're in a little tiny town of four and a half thousand people. So I left town at 17. The second I left, I finished my HSC, I jumped on a train and came to Sydney, moved to Sydney and and started working, but found myself a band and sort of made that dream come true. But then life would have it. I lived that dream for three years until I was about 20, then I travelled around Australia. Then I sort of never came back to it for 30 years. And then last year, through COVID actually, which is when music instrument sales went through the roof, so many people went back to their musical instruments, I went back to singing and I started songwriting with my partner at the time and we released a few songs, which was pretty funny. And then after that, when everything opened up again, I actually joined another band. And now I do that as my part-time passion project. So we're called Evolution Rock. We we play a lot in Sydney. And what's amazing though, is that like you never stop. Like some people are blown away that I went back to it. I'm like, why wouldn't I go back to it? My life is free now. Like I have way more, like I said, my kids have grown up. Why wouldn't I go back to it and live my dream again? So I inject that and it'll make sense when we keep talking, but I inject a lot of that personality into my personal branding for my business because that is who I am and it means so much to me and it's kind of my personality and it's all about creating rock star brands anyway. So it's kind of a really nice dovetail link into it and it helps me stand out. If I market around that, it helps me stand out from my, I don't think of anyone as competition, but the other people that I might come up against sometimes in marketing helps me stand out. It gives me a point of difference to everybody else and people, they need to link you back to something. So if you can link people back authentically to something that you truly are in your heart, It's so, you're so memorable. You're you're a step ahead of everybody else rather than being same, same.
0: Yeah. And your website screams rockstar. I love it. It's so great. It absolutely screams rockstar. So let's talk about like when I looked at your Instagram page and your website, as I said, you've positioned yourself as a connection marketing coach. So tell us about connection marketing and how does that differ from regular marketing? What is connection marketing?
1: Ah, great question. The reason why I called it Connection Marketing, again, was to differentiate myself from everybody else in the marketplace. So people would talk about personal branding or just marketing or relationship marketing, and I thought, well, I needed to have something different to talk about because we all have the attention span of a goldfish these days. So I packaged up what I do with my clients, which is really just personal branding and marketing to your audience through your heart centre, through what, who you are and what you're about but actually trying to connect with them in a meaningful way. So I, I just called it connection marketing because A, it wasn't called anything else. And I wanted people to link connection and marketing back to me. So when it takes off, and, and what's really cool is that more and more now, it's actually becoming something that we hear a lot more about. Brene Brown talks a lot about connection. And I just love that for the past five years, that's been what I've been talking about too. So if anybody follows my story or has been watching me for this long you get that connection back to, actually, that's what I've been talking about all along. As human beings, we are wired to connect. And even though we're in the online space and we think that we're connecting just because we're online, you're not. You're creating noise. You actually need to have something meaningful that can help people and not just educate people, but inspire people and get them to believe that they are capable of doing whatever service it is that you have. And you can only do that by connecting and building trust. So that's kind of the premise of connection marketing. It's it's really based around personal branding and telling an authentic story.
0: Mm, I think that's a really great point that you raise in making sure that you're connecting rather than creating noise. So much noise. Yeah, there really, really is. The other thing that when I was looking through your website, there were some words that really jumped out to me and they were unspoken truth really popped out. And what it said was there's an unspoken truth about your brand just waiting to be told. So having so many women listening right now that perhaps maybe are struggling to know where to start when it comes to sharing that untold truth about their business journey, about their brand, all of that kind of stuff. Can you talk us through what you really meant when you wrote that, first of all, about speaking your unspoken truth and how how do we do that? Like how how can the listeners start to put that into practice? What are the tips you can give us there?
1: God, I love your questions. They're bloody good. That's, um, we're obviously, and this is the whole beautiful thing about business, you attract people that are aligned with you. So you obviously were aligned because that, you know, jumped out at you and kind of clients that I attract. So if you're going to speak about your unspoken truth, then you're going to have a much better chance of actually attracting people with the same values to you because you cut through that noise, if you're actually speaking to their hearts and to the things that keep them awake at night. So when I talk about an unspoken truth. In, so I'll use an example of my industry. I'm in the marketing industry. We create content for clients. One of the things I always ask my clients to do when we, we might do them a new website, but I'll say to them, you really need to create a video. The unspoken truth about that is most people are shit scared to make a video. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to admit it or, or they'll just people would away and they'll sort of come up with a million reasons why they don't want to do it. But the unspoken truth might be that, that in fifth class, they were humiliated by a teacher that stripped away their confidence when it came to pers- you know speaking out personally because they were shamed. That's an unspoken truth. So if I can tell those stories in my marketing to my audience, so that that's really relevant to them, then I will get that CEO or that business owner who that touches them somewhere and they're going that's me that's my story and oh my god is that actually why I'm avoiding getting my new photos taken is that actually why I won't do oh I won't run a webinar even though I know I should run a webinar for my business so if you can just have those real that's the unspoken truth have real stories that connect to your audience so you've got to get to know your audience like they're your best friend they should be your best friend and you call it your avatar, but you need to know them intimately, not just like their demographics, but really their biggest pain points, their biggest things that keep them awake at night. And it's called, I did a sales training course years ago. It was the best thing I ever did. And it, it means getting down to third level pain. So first level pain is using that example of making the video. I don't want to make a video. I don't have time to make a video. I think it's pointless. That's that's not even pain. That's kind of barely first level pain. Second level pain is, okay, I'm embarrassed I don't really want to be open and exposed to what people might say about me if they disagree with me because I've been criticised before on social media and it really was embarrassing. I don't, want it. I don't want that to happen. Or my family make comments to me and make me feel embarrassed about it, so I'm not going to show up. Second level pain. Third level pain is really gets way deeper, and that's like to the, the shame, something that they're really carrying. I actually don't want to do this because of how I was made to feel when I was a kid or really deep, deep, deep stuff. And if you can get to that kind of level in your conversations, in your marketing and your content creation, then you'll stand out and people know that you're the person for them.
0: Right. So how does that work then? I'm just asking questions for listeners who perhaps might be in a product-based business. How does that apply there?
1: Yeah. Okay. So I have a client who was in the camper trail. I worked with them for years and years and years in the camper trailer industry. But for 10 years, I work with them. And so they sell a product, it's a camper trailer and caravans. And so they, when we discovered what really cut to their core, it's that people want to connect with their families and their kids, and they want to have better relationships. And they really want to lose those devices. And they want to give them the childhood that they had growing up camping and fishing and playing cricket on a beach and it sounds so corny but that is exactly what people want to do and so when we started marketing to that kind of connection with them and then the, the pain obviously in that is that perhaps your relationship with your kids isn't that strong and you want to actually create that before it's too late that's a very powerful marketing message and that craps all over talking about this is the thickness of the chassis metal steel and it comes from here and the canvas is this thickness, like. What's interesting is cuz I used to go and actually stand on the sales stands at the at the big shows the fairs to actually talk to the clients and I ended up selling more camper trailers than the dudes that were employed by the company which I to this day I love because and they they figured it out. So my late husband actually was in that industry so he would talk to the dudes about all the stats and he knew I would be working on the women on the emotions because everyone buys emotionally. 95% of sales decisions are made emotionally. So I'm talking to them about connecting with their families and their children and creating this beautiful, picturesque life, and that thing was just sold. So if you can find that connection piece when it's a product with your clients, you can sell, 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 sell. And, And again, it always comes back to standing out. You're different to everybody else.
0: If you have the passion and determination to take your business to the next level without burning out, which I know you do, and you want to make the best of this year, and for the record, it's totally possible, then you need my framework. The Ready to Rise program will take you from feeling exhausted, overwhelmed, and burnt out to feeling energized, inspired, and ready to grow your business. The overall goal of the Ready to Rise program is simple. It's to equip you with the actionable strategies and frameworks to create a business that lights you up, not burns you out so that you can enjoy the freedom to do the things and be present with the people that mean the most to you. It's a program specifically for mums looking to leverage their time and productivity to build and grow a business that lights them up, is high in profit and low in stress. So why not now take action and sign up to the waitlist today and start on the path towards the business and the life that you've been dreaming of. Go to Donahan.com and sign up to the waitlist. Doors open on Tuesday, the 30th of August. Let's talk about personal branding because I think that this is something that, I don't know, like you've obviously been in uh, the marketing realm for so long as a longstanding marketer at the top of your game. Over the years, I'm sure that you've seen a change in the marketing behaviors and leaning into personal branding especially like recent, like I've seen so so much change in the last couple of years with people really leaning into the personal branding element of things. Do you, why do you think that consumers are responding so well to personal branding?
1: Yeah, I love that you asked that. So when I started out, like I said, I've been doing this for 25 years. It was all about big companies. Big companies had, and this is where if you're new to business, somebody's listening to this and they're new to business, like you're in the best opportunity right now because we have this online world back 25 years ago, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, all you could do is put an ad in the yellow pages if you could afford that. Flyers, like the big guys ran everything. So there was no need for personal branding. But then you got these interesting characters, you know, like Richard Branson would come along and he's, he's the best example ever. And he understood personal branding. He's been marketing his business. or well, Steve Jobs, they've been marketing their businesses around them, the individual, for decades. And it people... It comes down to human connection again, the whole connection marketing piece. People want to connect. They want to buy from people. They don't want to buy from a brand anymore because now they have a choice. People have cottoned onto it and through social media and having exposure and realizing that, hey, I've got this incredible vehicle that I can use here called social media where I can actually meet my audience, talk to my audience and connect with my audience and, by the way, and help them. And then, by the way, here's something that I have to sell you they're lining they're asking what can i buy off you often before you even have something to sell to them so many people now in the online space actually come we've seen this in the communities we hang out in some people come into the online program community and they say i've got this i've somehow got this database of 30,000 people and i need to create something now to sell to them because they flipped it around so the power of personal branding is so potent it's it's a beautiful thing And it all just comes down to human connection and people wanting to work with people because we can, we can, and we now have the means to be able to do it. You now don't need to have hundreds of thousands of dollars to do TV ads or magazine ads to create that relationship. You can do it literally for free.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. What about the people who got a couple of clients in mind who know that that's what they need to do, but. They are feeling real, like they really struggle with putting themselves out there as the face and the brand of their business, even though they know logically they understand that it's part of the process. That it, it's how they can get their business in front of more people and make sales with that. Like you said, that connection marketing. Do you have any tips for those people to get out of their own way and and get on with it?
1: Yeah, God, that's so good. And I've actually created a course around this because I, a couple of, three years ago, I created a course called Connection Marketing and you can see that on Connection what is it Connectionmarketing.online is a website. And I found that while people were taking it up, they weren't completing the course for that exact reason because when it came to the bit where they actually had to start showing up online and actually had to be, get in front of their market, start talking from the heart and start connecting personally, so many people freeze. And it's fear. It all comes down to just a fear of what people will say and another big fear is that do people really care what I have to say and a fear of being judged, which is such a shame. Particularly this is an Australian podcast, but I imagine you have international listeners. But we Australians, we know all about tall poppy syndrome and we deal with it daily. You just have to put your blinkers on. So you ask for some tips. So what I say to people, and I'm actually creating a, a membership right now based around this, which I'll be releasing next month because it's so huge. But you need to find a way for you to connect to what it is that you do through your values and through your purpose so you can bypass that feeling of caring what anybody has to say because you take it on board so much. When you connect to your purpose and what it is that you have to offer and you truly understand what makes you different and you truly understand the results that you get for people, whether it's your product or your services, when you connect to that so deeply on a personal level, then you... Actually, you feel like you're obligated to give that—not obligated, but you—it's a, res- a social responsibility to give that service because you're actually depriving people of a knowledge that will help their lives. You know, so to, and to make that connection, that's hard. It is hard. Like, so I've done it myself through—I'm quite woo-woo. I do it through meditation. I do it through journaling. I do a lot of personal development work on myself. And when I say journaling, I—I would write down every day. I'll connect back to what's my purpose. i remind myself what my purpose is. Who do I help? How do I help them? What benefit is it to them? And get into that base of where you're feeling in your heart connected to your message so much that you can write stuff and you know that you're helping people. So when you know that what you're doing for somebody is actually going to change their life positively, you do start to care a lot less about what other people are going to say and what they think. And it, it really is just turning up every day and doing taking small steps. You can't just go and run a webinar. If you're mortally fear of doing this, you can't just go and run a webinar. You'll crash and burn. So you'll do a small step. You might, you'll write a blog. You'll write a weekly blog and you'll make it more personal than normal. You'll turn up on a podcast as a guest before you create your own podcast. You'll make a commitment to yourself that if you say you're posting five posts a week, you'll make sure that two of them are more personal than just just the nuts and bolts of your business. And you just do the little things. And then what you do is you gather the evidence of the people that positively respond because we're always gathering evidence no matter what it is for our beliefs. So don't gather the evidence for the shitty beliefs, gather the evidence for the good beliefs. And, like, there's also other things you can do. I know you do personal development. You can do I am statements. In the morning I often, when I'm waking up, coming to, I'll I'll say some really positive things to myself. So I might do a little bit of gratitude, but I also Reconnecting myself on my purpose. And I'll say, I am, I am going to do this today. And, and you frame it in some kind of really positive way. I am. say, so, say I'm doing this podcast today. Say I was nervous. I'm not nervous doing your podcast, but say back in the day, I would have been nervous. I would be like, I am going to be speaking to Donna and I'm going to really connect from my heart and share some really important information that's going to really help her listeners. And I know that's going to be really good for her business and good for my brand. And I'm going to be as helpful as possible to give as much meaning as possible to her audience. Like just God do whatever you can do but there are a handful of things what I do and I know they work. it's not overnight like it's repetition but the small baby steps, the commitment, writing it down, having a plan, committing to the small baby steps you're going to take and then next month take some more steps stretch and stretch and stretch don't if you're going to stick in that comfort zone, you're never going to explode your business the way that you can. You have to get out of your comfort zone. And doing actively marketing your business from a personal branding point of view is definitely getting out of your comfort zone. But it's worth it because you will stand out and people will actually resonate with you and you will get the clients that actually like you and you like them and doing business will be better and you will attract staff to you that like you and want to work with you. Everything is better once you become real and connected to your message. Everything is better in in life.
0: Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my goodness. That was just like the best that you just wrapped that up in. So much of what you just said rang bells for me in like, I guess, um, with my previous business, which I recently sold, that was partly wrapped around a personal brand. It was a dance studio, but it was wrapped a lot around the culture of the business and, and what we were doing inside of that. But there was definitely me as the the face of the business. However, stepping into the business that I'm currently running as a business coach, that's a whole nother level of personal branding, which really had to step into. And as you said, it's it's about you have to continually stretch yourself. Business is never stagnant. It's always constantly changing and evolving, just like our consumers constantly change and evolve. And if you uh, look at the history of marketing, how that's evolved over time, like everything evolves over time. And as a business owner, we have to evolve with that. Otherwise, if you look at Kodak, the biggest Fuji photo, as an example, like those guys were like massive brands, and they didn't evolve with the times. And
1: blockbuster video, blockbuster video. Like that used to be a massive part of our lives going and checking out. They just thought it always would be. They just, my business, you know, I've been in business 25 years and supported myself all that time. I can't, if I'd have just stayed as a graphic designer working the way that I was working, I wouldn't have a business now. Even now, I, I recognize people are building their own websites. I, I might build a high end website for somebody, but. People can generally build their own websites these days. They've got the skills and the know how. They're not going to do as good a job, but you know what? They're going to get it done and that's fine. So, how I've had to change my business is that I recognize they still don't know how to manage their personal brand. They still don't know how to create a marketing strategy and they still need the confidence to be able to execute all of this, create an action plan and train, have a marketing assistant. So, I can do that till the cows come home. You know, you have to evolve and you have to push yourself. And I, I was talking to my partner about it the other night. I, actually, I talked to my kids about it we were laughing about public speaking, and they think that I'm the world's most confident person. And I said, I wasn't always like this. Like, I took myself off to Toastmasters. Have you heard of Toastmasters? Yeah, I have, yeah. Daggy, no offence to any Toastmasters out there. Waggiest bunch of people you'll ever meet. Super nice. It was like torture, torture having to go every week and stand up and do a prepared speech for, I think it was three to five minutes, and, you know, And then I would have to do a 90-second unprepared speech. Oh, it was just hell on earth. I was so wrapped up in what thinking everybody would think of me and I was the firstborn child, the good little girl, high-performance dancer. So for me it's all about being perfect and polished and will people love me if I'm not all those things?
0: Yeah, that's me too. I'm exactly what you described,
1: firstborn, high achiever, little dancer, yep. Holds you back when it comes to getting out of your comfort zone. And I smashed myself. But after 12 weeks of doing that weekly, like I can now stand up, I could speak, I could easily stand up and present to a room for one hour on my chosen topic and not skip a beat. And I and it could be hundreds of people in the crowd, I'd be fine. And it's because I've done, God, hours and hours and hours of personal development work. I understand myself so much better. I've done a lot of kinesiology work too. And you asked before about what are some things. Shifting energy and shifting blocks, long-held beliefs. A really great way of doing that is muscle, muscle testing and kinesiology. I should have mentioned that earlier. And just committing to doing it and then practicing, being okay with being not good.
0: That's it. And I uh, like to frame failing as lessons, right? So some people go, "Oh, I can't fail," and I'm scared to fail, and then especially doing it publicly. (laughs) You know, you're doing a live Instagram or you're doing a presentation or even if speaking to the women who are listening that have a small-scale business that they have to go and do local markets and things like that, you're still standing and being the face of the business and having conversations
1: with people. Hundred percent. And the biggest failure is not turning up. The biggest failure is not trying. That's failure. Oh, totally. That's ripping. That's ripping yourself off. And there's a lot of mums I know on this call. Like we're our best examples to our children. So don't we want to show up as the most empowered version of ourselves? It doesn't mean, so isn't that a great lesson to show your kids what it is to try? And yeah, mum might look like a bit of a goose right this second, but mum is having a go. I've got to say, I know that I gave that to my boys. There's not much that they don't try and they don't judge people, um, which is another thing. Another thing I think they got from observing me having a go and running my business and Sometimes you fall flat on your face, but what's falling flat on your face anyway? What what is that? That's just, if you get back up again, then.
0: Yeah, it was a lesson in resilience and and you take, you look back at that and go, okay, what went wrong? How can I change that for moving forwards and learn from it and get better and better at what I do, but also grow as a person as well.
1: And you and I both know sometimes the biggest mistakes you make are the best way to connect with your audience. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love it because. They're not going to connect with you if they think, if you're polished, if you're so perfect. So that's why I always say when I talk about my rock star brand, it's, that's my version of a rock star. Your version of a rock star could be completely different, but whatever it is, just be that version, your version. You don't have to dress up like I do and wear feathers and prance around and sing on a stage. That's what I do. Somebody else's version of a rock star, completely different to that. It's just so long as you do it. This has been
0: an amazing chat with you, Melissa. I have loved every moment of it and I would love for people to be able to connect with you and see your gorgeous website, connect with you and follow you on Instagram. So tell us where people can find you.
1: Yeah, I'm the the web designer with too many websites. (laughs) I'm condensing them. So I'll just give you one because by the time this goes to air, I'm going to have condensed them. So just go to melissajscott.com. And you'll find it all there. You'll find my online program, which is coming soon. You'll find the agency. You'll find my podcast, which is called Connected. And you'll find me. And I might even have some, by this time it's airs, I'll even have some music videos up. So oh, that'll be exciting. I can't stress enough to your audience. Just whatever it is that makes you special, just don't be scared to share that. Like I'm also doing a body sculpting competition too. And I'm not, I know I share that journey and people are so interested and it all relates back to being a business owner. You can link it back. I link back the resilience, determination and discipline back to being a business owner and running my business. So everything is an opportunity to connect with your audience, to inspire them, motivate them, connect with them. You I said, don't, don't miss the opportunities that makes you different from every other person in your industry.
0: And on that note, thank you so much for being a guest on the She's in Business podcast. I'll put all of the links into the show notes. And I know that this episode is going to be one that people have their notepads out in taking down notes because there is so much gold that you delivered today. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're welcome. And thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure to get to know you better. I like it. Now, just before I
0: wrap up the podcast, I think there's something really special about women supporting women. You guys know that I'm really, really passionate about that and recently i have been nominated and uh, judged as a finalist in some of australia's top leading business awards particularly for female entrepreneurs and there is a people's choice category for a couple of those so if you would like to support me if you find value in what i share in the programs that i offer in all of the free resources that i provide to you then it would be amazing if you could take a couple of minutes just to head over to donahan.com forward slash vote and there you'll find a list of the different awards that I have been nominated and selected as a finalist in and the people's choice categories where you can place your vote. I would be super grateful and love your support. Thank you for listening to this episode of the She's in Business podcast. If you enjoyed it, please share it on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd be so grateful if you could leave me a review on iTunes. Be sure to include your business name and Insta handle so I can give you a shout out too. If you want to know more about what I do, the programs that I offer, then head over to www.donnahan.com and follow me on Instagram at Donna underscore Han underscore S-I-B. I hope this podcast inspires you to be courageous and take action in carving out your very own business by design, where you can avoid burnout and shine like the universe is yours.